On episode 81 of DevTalk, I speak to Sean Lawrence about building mobile games with .NET MAUI. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Sean Lawrence. Sean is a software engineer from the UK, and he works in, on Xamarin, what used to be called Xamarin and .NET MAUI. Really happy to have him on the show. Hello, Sean. Hi, Kerry. How are you doing? Uh, very good. Uh, it's past bedtime here in, in Germany. Um, how are things in the UK? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're good. Um, like we've also just passed bedtime as well, which is nice. It's quiet here in the house. I just uh, had had two consecutive projects in the UK, so I'm, I'm more familiar with, with what's going on there, I believe. <laughs> Uh, which is it's always nice to to have some insights and we're visiting next month with the family i hope that works out um, okay nice well, for you know... four nights of london yeah excellent <laughs> did i hear on the previous podcast you um your there was a project involving the, the nhs tracking was that something that that was not one of the projects no <laughs> but it uh you're right that was one of the the big projects we did there and um but we, we've had an office in the uk since I don't know. Well, over maybe around twenty years. So, and uh, now that was just London, and now there's also Manchester and Edinburgh. So, yeah, it's going well, I think. <laughs> Sounds like it. That's good. Yeah, and uh, you work on apps, right? Typically, yes. Yeah. So, um, in the past, it was started off with desktop development. Uh, fortunate enough to get some exposure to WPF early on. Mm-hmm. In my career, and then continued to do that up until the point where a client said that they would like a mobile application. Okay. Now I built that. My first one was originally in Objective C, and that was enough to put me off. And, Ouch. and uh, Xamarin. Well, the point came along is there was multiple people trying to maintain different apps, and then obviously they were they were native, so it was an Android and iOS. Mm-hmm. And then naturally we just said, well, we've got experience in XAML, shall we try XAML forms? And it just seemed to work then, reduced the workload for the client, and therefore I've just stayed with that ever since. And obviously- Do you you remember? Do you remember which version that was? Uh, It wasn't too early on. I think it was version three was when we started. Well, that, that's why, it didn't, why that didn't put you off then, because <laughs> yeah. uh, you waited long enough and then you got something that already worked. Okay. So you're able to use your knowledge from from the WPF days and uh, build apps, and but you probably still have to learn a lot about the platforms? Yeah, I, th- I think I was in a fortunate position that I'd done some work on the native side first. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I think that made the transition across to Xamarin Forms a little bit easier for those okay. scenarios like you're talking about when you have to deal with the platform-specific side of things. Yeah. Do you have a favorite platform for <clears throat> mobile? Uh, I would probably have to say iOS, mm-hmm. really based on the fact that most of the code you write just seems to work. We've had no end of issues with various different Android devices not necessarily doing the same as others. Yeah. And I've I've used Android uh, Android I've used iOS ever since I started mobile development so yeah I'm quite happy in that environment. Yeah, interesting in our projects uh, I didn't realize that UK was majority iOS. So we did a big consumer app, uh, not the NHS, <laughs> and it was maybe there was over 60% iOS users and in Germany it's the other way around. So in, okay. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting how people tend towards to fill that uh, population of 
or just how the distribution works. Mm -hmm. And I heard you're working on something. Uh, so you did Xamarin or Xamarin Forms, and this is now turning into .NET Maui. And you work, you're now you're working on something to do something with .NET Maui that is very untypical, I'd say. Hopefully so. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, as part of well, part, part of growing up, video games has always been quite a, a bit of a passion. Um, mm -hmm. I guess there's always been this side like. Uh, I've played a fair amount of games. I've consumed a fair amount of games. Mm -hmm. I think I always found that as I was growing up, sometimes the home wasn't necessarily the happiest. So a video game was was a very nice escape from from some things. Uh, and then a little bit later on in my career, well, as I started my career, I had a friend that recommended a book to me, uh, which was called Pragmatic Thinking and Learning, which is mostly focused around trying to help you teach yourself how to learn better. Okay. And kind of expose your brain to different aspects and what one of the big takeaways i took from that was how to try and unleash the creative side of your mind and the fact that when you start to switch between the logical side and the creative side you actually start to try and improve the way that the logical results come okay i think that the way, the, the way that typically the book explains it is the fact that you've got the two sides you've got one central central way of collecting gathering the information so maybe a, a, like a bus on a computer mm -hmm. and therefore you've only got one directional but then the, the thought being is that trying to solve a logical problem you kind of leave that off in the side while that's ticking away then you start to interact with the other side of the brain and therefore you kind of you get like this asynchronous callback that then comes back and there's there's the answer <laughs> this kind of approach started to kind of resonate with me as i as i was learning as i was um and gathering my experience and i always found that trying to expose myself to this more creative side then also sometimes helps the, the problem-solving side. Okay. And this has led me on to try and start creating games. I've, I've always had a passion to try and create a game. Mm -hmm. I guess I've, I've dabbled a little bit with some uh, tooling like Unity, which is not completely foreign because there's obviously the C-sharp scripting behind. But, I, I, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in Xamarin Forms and obviously migrating across to Maui at the moment. It That ecosystem certainly feels comfortable yep. so i'm now trying to see if i can break that ecosystem and spin it around to try and implement some kind of game engine in in that okay cool well the the first thing that comes to mind is that in maybe the pre-xamarin forms 3.0 days uh, the performance was really not optimal or nothing you would ever think about writing a game with and i know it's gotten better is this an issue for the types of games that you write so I don't believe so. Now, last year, I kind of, I started to become a bit of member of the community a bit more when I built a game within Xamarin Forms. Mm -hmm. And that, that wasn't one to really kind of push the boundaries. It was, it's a, it's a word search game. So it's not the most intense in terms of performance or any kind of requirements on, or, uh, on the device. Now, we still found a couple of issues with Android. Certainly some of the rendering was a little bit slower than some of the iOS devices. Now, obviously, the the, the better Android devices you get, they, they're probably on par with iOS, but because you've got quite a distribution in terms of uh, levels of quality of Android devices that you could buy, typically my test devices are um, of the lower end of the price market, so okay. they weren't necessarily the best spec. That would introduce a few few issues. So we, we did some animations, uh, typically around rendering images. That would be a little bit slower. Holding up my iPhone 6 in the camera here. 
which is uh, which I'm, I'm preventing from updating to the iOS 12, which it will still support. <laughs> but I <laughs> I want to keep it as old as possible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hardware does does grow old fairly quickly these days. I think yeah. at least some of them iOS is fair is getting uh, at a bad rap in the past where they, they didn't support many devices. I think they're, they're mm-hmm. doing a better job these days, but it's never fun when you spend so much on a piece of hardware and it becomes obsolete. Yeah. Yep. Um, but so in terms of performance going into this new approach, the reason why I don't think so is the the, 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 the plan is to, to utilize the Maui graphics. So we're yeah. effectively going to draw as much as possible on the screen rather than using uh, any kind of controls that would mm-hmm. be using the native implementations. I, I've not done fast in, investigations, but I don't know I've certainly read a few blog posts that have indicated that when you start to compare things like Flutter to the Xamarin-based, they tend to get a bit more. The belief is they get more performance, better performance, because they're drawing, rendering, they're drawing on the screen rather than actually um, using the native controls that come with with the yeah. platform. So my, my my hope is that we're we're going to get fairly decent performance. It's it's not the, I mean the, the the game that I'm planning on building at the moment. It's not the most intense. We're, we're talking about it's a space related game, so there's going to be a planet that's going to be rotating, and the thought being is you've got a ship that you're controlling that's orbiting the planet, defending it. So th- there's not too many mechanics there that I think will uh, start to impact that. I think once the things that you've got to defend against come in, and obviously we're going to start to deal with lots more objects and yeah. dealing with things like collision detection. But in 2D, right? It's going to be 2D, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plan is with, hopefully with a combination of some fairly decent graphics, which there's some really quite impressive things out there. Uh, I've just grabbed some open source stuff from a, an artist, which um, is, yeah, like I said, is really quite impressive. Opengameart.org offers uh, a platform for people to expose their art, which is great. Cool. Uh, and then on top of that, maybe with a bit of um, some shading or some gradients that we could start to give a bit of a 3D effect. Mm-hmm. But it will certainly be in, in 2D. Okay, so you're you're basically drawing on the canvas. You, everything you, you create is drawn using .NET Maui APIs. That but those are really low level, and they just map to whatever iOS or Android does to to draw pixels or lines. Yes, yeah. So it, it's um, I don't know if you've used Skiersharp before. Yeah, yeah. It, it's effectively using. Well, obviously that that kind of uh, approach has migrated across to actually being as part of Maui, so that's where the Maui graphics comes along. Okay. So they they effectively give us you you, you stick a, a graphics view on the screen on your in your view your page, mm-hmm. and then it will give you a canvas that you can then start to draw on, and you effectively every time you want to force a redraw, you you call invalidate on the the view, and it will then call you back and tell you, okay, here's your chart, here's your chance. Draw, draw what you want and then obviously that will ultimately delegate down to the platform specific rendering okay but do, do you still split up into different levels of hierarchy or is is it basically all on one canvas and that's why performance is not that much of an issue this, this is something that i'm gonna have to start to investigate at the moment i've got a single canvas i've generating a, what i'm calling a scene and therefore that's going to represent a level mm-hmm. of gameplay then we're effectively going to add multiple objects to it. When they get added to the scene, they'll be given a callback and they'll be said, here's the canvas, draw yourself Yeah. with a, a bit of context. So 
typically I think we're, we're only looking at giving it time related context for now, but. But is, is the whole screen always drawn or do these objects have their own tiny part of the canvas that they draw into? So at the moment you, you're given effectively when you're being told that something's in, uh, you're given a callback to then say, you now need to go and draw yourself. Mm -hmm. It'll give you the canvas that needs to be drawn and it'll tell you the area that needs to be that's changed effectively. So it could be a subset of the whole canvas. Okay. My my hope my original expectation was to almost have one canvas to represent each object, but then that started to become a little yeah. challenging in terms of hierarchy and actually getting things to draw as I wanted them to. I'm I'm thinking about I I one really early thing I did in programming was on on a C sixty four. Uh, in basic, that's all I could do. Uh, you could you could define these what what they call sprites, and uh, they would hover over your canvas basically, and you only had to uh, worry about those, or you could move them around. And I was wondering if if there's something like that, or basically what you're doing is one level below that. You have to do that yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I've, I've kind of this this adventure is this part of. It. Part of the journey is, is, I think, why I'm going down this route. But I'm hoping to get something usable out of it to potentially build other games. Mm -hmm. The expectation is that, yes, so I think um, with building these lower level components or having to do the lower level work, essentially, I think we could then maybe encapsulate that into something that could be easily reusable. So you could say you could provide a bit of functionality that might do some automatic movement or do automatic rotation then you're in in a similar way to how you might animate a game game object in in something like unity mm -hmm. you could give it certain bits of well, the the underlying implementation would would do most of the work so say if someone wanted to build a game and say well i want to do some rotation you just tell it to rotate by a certain amount over a certain period of time something like that okay um i mean actually the the, the code that i've got to to do most of this rotation and the, the movement of the the particles and everything there there isn't too much to it at the moment now this is fairly old days we've got to sort of add in more complexity like i say with collision detection which i've got a uh, rough working prototype but yeah i think once lots more come in then we're going to start to look at how we can optimize that in terms of performance and things like that cool mm. it's, it's it's quite a nice way in the fact that i think it's exposing lots of different things like having to consider things like performance yeah and how you might get to it because we might not end up with you know, maybe as pretty a code as you might write in terms of a typical application because performance there might not be as critical. Is, is, we talked a lot about graphics now. Is there anything under the hood that is different from, let's say, writing a business application? So, so the, the fundamental difference is in a business application, you, it's kind of it's, uh, unless you've started to deal with multi-thread, you think you've got a maybe a, a static view. Mm -hmm. It's not changing, and it's waiting for interaction from an interrupt from the user. So they're going to interact with it, put data in. Whereas in a game engine, you're you've got this concept of a a loop, a time loop. So mm -hmm. effectively, it's going to keep polling every six at the moment. Let's say every sixteen milliseconds, it's going to pop up and say, "Here, draw yourself again," or update the screen. Now. Yeah. They don't have to do anything if nothing's changed, but obviously if things are changing and typically games would be fairly dynamic, so then you would expect things to keep moving around. Okay. Um, it's probably fairly similar in terms of, is it PLC programming? Which I've done a bit in the past where- I don't know anything about that. 
your in terms of kind of like pharmaceutical equipment uh, when they're they're running they, they they work on the same premise that they've got a, a timer loop yeah and then they they wake up 500 milliseconds to a piece of work and then stop and carry on yeah i know embedded systems that work like that too mm-hmm. there's there's basically only one thread uh, the whole application and so you always l- run through this loop and decide what's the most important thing to do right now yeah yeah <laughs> i think they, they tend to be a little more strict in terms of what you're allowed to do as well because i guess a game it could start to lag it will maybe take up a little bit longer than its allocated time yeah whereas the embedded type of systems is no you have this period of time and you're cut out if you take too long that's right yeah if it's yeah. a real-time system but yeah mm-hmm. cool and um I saw you you're working on the .NET MAUI community toolkit. It, is that something that you can actually use for this or is that completely different? It's I I don't know yet. So um the bit that I'm hoping to kind of get a good balance between is writing this kind of lower level stuff to get the performance in terms of the rendering and uh dealing with things like collision. Mm-hmm. But then being able to utilize what MAUI also offers in terms of its provides a, a rich UI layer in all in terms of things like buttons and things like that. So in yeah. theory, you could build quite complex menus or any kind of UI that the user might want to interact with, like a mm-hmm. setting screen or something. But still, so in that sense, then there would, there, there would be potential scope for utilizing things like the community toolkit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've, I've got this game idea. It's actually not my own idea. There was a game on Windows 95 that I got while I was at university from somebody, probably on CD or disk or a zip drive. <laughs> and it was like like a tiny Win32 game, and it was a Minesweeper clone. So the f- famous Windows game, which I always liked, but what I didn't like was that you... Well, there was always this point where you st- had to start guessing. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the first move was always guess, right? You don't know where the mines are from when you click somewhere, but it doesn't matter because you haven't invested much time in this this round. But you, you get to the point where there is no logical solution to, um, to the game. So this Minecraft clone was pretty cool because you could get hints and you could say, okay, I'm at the point where there's no logical uh, solution to this. Can I get a hint? And depending on the level you were playing in, like easy, medium, hard, uh, you could have like th- zero to three unwarranted hints. Maybe un- unwarranted is not the right word. But if you if you if the the reason that you need a hint is legit, then you you can get as many hints as poss- as you want. But if you could have guessed the next or or deduced the next one then you get one of those free uh, free hints deducted from, from your account. So so there, there was some logic involved, which I don't know how they did it, probably some brute force to try try to figure it, solve the game. And, and if the algorithm couldn't find the solution, then neither could the human. And I always thought about putting making a mobile version of this. I never really knew where to start. So if, if I'm thinking in the in the .NET MAUI or the, the Xamarin Forms world, I would have like a table and then put images in, inside the table. And uh, now that you're telling me about this, 
I'm not even sure if the table maybe is a good approach for this because it's really not performance intensive. Um, how, how would you start with an idea like this? So in the past, I've probably gone the wrong way about doing this kind of approach. So uh, mentioning going back to this the WordServe app that we I built last year, mm-hmm. that was an idea that came was brewed for a couple of years and actually tried to build something in Objective-C many, many years ago. But we built, we kind of focused on, I guess, some more of the fun parts to try and build and didn't actually take into account some of the more complex things. And then we started to hit a block and then life got in the way and we didn't proceed with that. When we came to look at it a second time, we said, well, we knew what the really complex parts were. Let's try and work out how to do that first. If we can do that, then hopefully the rest will start to, to fall out. Now, obviously, I think the more complex part in your scenario would be working out whether it's possible or not to yeah get the hint or not so that that, that's the part i know i know about right i i can create algorithms Mm -hmm. and but i don't know how to create games no so i mean the 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 scenario of the game is quite similar probably to the word search grid that we built and that would have been we just we manually constructed a grid programmatically Mm -hmm. and you probably stick a button in there i think where we what we did was we built a grid stuck labels in and then what we did was we we took a skier canvas stuck it underneath and we took a another skier canvas and stuck it on top so what you got was you got the because the the, the beauty of skier and some of the Maui graphic stuff is that it gives you much better touch feedback or click feedback user interaction feedback than what you get with the, the typical events so okay. if you had a gesture you get a touch down and a touch up or just a tap whereas yep. with ear you get touch down in a location you get movement you get whether it's been released and there's, mm-hmm. there's a couple of others i know with the, with the new maui stuff you also get hover start and hover end so you, your mouse is over but you haven't clicked so you could even yeah. do with desktop slightly different desktop to, world okay yeah to mobile so in that regard what we did was then we had the, the canvas on top so you've got the u we could handle the user interaction and actually we drew the result on the background so therefore you got it didn't go over the top of what you're rendering in terms of text and that that was where we got to in terms of the i guess the easier code to write and, and that also seemed to be quite performant we didn't bother with images there because if you imagine we had 26 obviously there's 26 letters in the alphabet yeah and then we had two different colors of text therefore we're looking at 52 images for to, to manage in terms of sticking that in our application and mm-hmm. and dealing with all the different sizes as well and rendering a a letter a character on screen seems fairly inexpensive to rendering an image of the same thing yeah okay but your approach you probably could possibly get away with a button or maybe wrap that logic up into a, a con- your own control that would that would handle some of that logic yourself yeah but, hmm. yeah i'm debating well you probably have to test right is would it a regular table with real buttons mm-hmm. actually work yeah there was uh, in in this clone, it was like you you left click to uh, to basically uh, open up the field to see if there's a mine there, and you right click to label the field, saying hey, I know there's a mine here, there has to be one here, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to open it. So you'd have to find some way of moving that to the touch world where you well, there's no right click, yeah, so long no. tap or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but a button would support that. Too, right yeah. i don't know you might have to get into gestures there so having a long tap gesture. okay a... yeah 
Okay. Or, or if if you if you did utilize something like a canvas or skier canvas, you could you could. This is the, this is where we're getting down to the lower level implementation again. Is the fact that you'd have to record when the finger was pushed down and then record when it went up and then determine whether it's a short or a long. Yeah. But I mean, I, I did find with even with Xamarin Forms and most of that is going to migrate over to .NET Maui is the fact that there's there's some really quite powerful things that you can do just to make an app feel like a game and things that I didn't realize existed. So you've got really quite fancy animations that you can do. You can even render particle effects in your, your applications. Oh, cool. So you could, if you tapped it and it was a bomb, it could give a little kind of explosion animation <laughs> and particle effect. Nice touch, yeah. <laughs> That's better than the original Minesweeper. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, actually... only, it was only popular because it was in Windows and everybody had it. Yeah, I, I always thought there was that this downside that mm-hmm. prevented I, it from being yeah. a truly great game. I, I certainly uh, dealt with the frustrations and hitting the bomb when you when you get stuck. <laughs> yeah, so you'd be my first customer for my my app. Definitely, I will definitely check it out. I would have to find a name that wouldn't get Microsoft upset yet would still make people find my app. <laughs> naming is a difficult difficult challenge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you are aware. I did um I did join a test flight beta of someone that had built a, a variation of Minesweeper. Ah. Based I'd, on trying to no. find treasure on a beach. That's okay, cool. Quite, quite interesting. I can't remember how they managed the non-existing. I don't think there were bombs as such. You just had to find the things you were looking for in a certain amount of moves. Okay. And going beyond that, so you've developed the UI. You've developed what's underneath. Uh, the app is finished. Is is there anything special for deploying? games are they any different from normal apps no uh i mean it, it depends on how, what functionality you want to expose to people typically if, if you're talking about providing to a store it's just different categorizations maybe a difference like questionnaire in terms of content so like with the, the, the peggy rating side of things you know when you have to go through mm-hmm. the age ratings to work out what, what's part of that that might be a slight variation in terms of what you have to answer i'm just thinking about like Game center integration, things like that. That's okay. That's different APIs. That's not deployment. No, that, that yeah. but, but there would be. I don't know if they if you have to configure any of that server side because obviously there's things that you have to be able to achieve. So if you're exposing achievements, yeah, whether you need to configure those server side, and they might they probably do work similarly to, to in-app purchases in the fact that they would require some server side mm-hmm. registration first. Okay. But then that, that also comes down to, like, so for iOS, you've got the entitlements where you have to register for things like that. Right. Yeah, opt in. I didn't mention you uh, did a presentation on this at the last Sam Expert Day. Uh, and I was in the in the other track, so uh, I didn't get to moderate your, your presentation. So if anybody wants a more visual introduction to this, I will, I will link to the video, which Gerald has put on YouTube. Um, in the show notes here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so anything next for you in the future other than <laughs> um, feeling the pressure from the outside to to release your, your game engine? Uh, yes. So um, it might be quite a foolish distraction, this game engine, but um, I am currently writing a book on .NET MAUI. Cool. Which I'm ah. hoping to get out by before the end of the year. Nice. Which I didn't realize some of that has kind of sparked interest in things like the graphics, and that's where I started to, 
just see what was possible. Okay, that's not going to leave you with much spare time, I think. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I um, I don't know. I go through these kind of cycles of saying, well, while things are fun, just try and throw a load of time and effort at it, and then let it, then it kind of fizzles out a little bit, and then have another little burst. Yeah. Rather than just a long, sustained approach at things. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, but yes, uh, being able to talk about things like the game engine here, I think will certainly put enough pressure on myself to. <laughs> get something done i mean I'd, I'd be happy if if i got a game out at the end of it and i probably could have done that quicker than maybe looking at making something reusable yeah but it i find that as i start to build something and then i said well i'm going to have to use that in this other part anyway so i probably have to do some of that work anyway yeah <laughs> are you writing this publicly can people look at what you've done so the the, the game engine been debating i'm fully expecting the game engine will go open the hmm. game itself might not but i, I need okay. to, to work on that because obviously at the moment i'm writing the engine alongside the game because it's a bit quicker and easier to refactor bits okay then i will link for, to the presentation as i'm expert day for now and uh, add that link if you publish it at a later point thanks yeah i i, I do fully expect it will come out uh, a challenge will probably be coming up for a name with a name for it <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing and uh, well, letting me uh, learn about this area of development that I'm not familiar at all with. Thanks. Uh, thank you for having me. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's really quite nice to be able to show off what Maui offers. I mean, I, I hadn't mm -hmm. fully appreciated until fairly recently some of the functionality that was there and being able to make that a bit more public knowledge is, is a great thing. Cool. Well, keep up the good work and, and good luck with the book. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> This has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in four weeks. Bye bye. Bye.